0: We are here at CypherCon 2023 on day two with Larry Nemechek. How are you doing there, Larry?
1: I am doing great. Great. Right. Yeah. Good to see you again, man.
0: Good to see you again as well. You've got a lot of stuff going on now and even more things since we last met. Truckland, Larry Nemechek's Truckland. Can you tell everybody what that's about? You've got a lot of other things. You've got projects like Conor, uh, the Wrath of Khan or Khan of Wrath, rather. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, for years, I'd say, like, what do you do? I'm a writer, host, author, uh, producer now. Interviewer, archivist—you know—it's like it just got editor. It got easier. I'd say I work in Trekland. That's where that's where that came from. I'm like got a journalism background and theater background, and I love my Star Trek and pop culture. And that's a, that was a good three-legged stool to stand on and, and get what we do. You know, like doing the Next Gen Companion way back in the day that everybody grew up with that apparently, and then most lately here uh, the Star Trek Stellar companion, Stellar Cartography Book, which is. Building on other people that started it, the Akutas and Jeff Mandel, but now it's the, they finally are using it on all the modern shows. It's the official organized layout of the, when you see a star chart or when they're talking about going from here to there. So there's like a uniform thing, and, and, and it's being used by the modern shows, which is cool.
0: So you got a modern show. You've got Star Trek, Picard, uh, Season 3, and you've got Strange New Worlds coming up on Season 2. Picard has such a variety of cars and Akutagrams and all that so What did you like about the set designs in both of those shows, and what do you think you take from that?
1: Well, Picard, especially season three, two and three, has been golden age of visual design. And Dave Blast, the production designer, reached back and got all the golden age artists: my, the Mike and Denise Sakuda, and Doug Drexler, and Jeff Mandel. Oh, nice. And I'm going. To, I'm leaving people out here, uh, but got eight or ten. You know, the original that, and that's why that feels even better than it had been. And then the and Terry Metalis has got Trek cred back in the day. And anyway. People are falling over themselves about Picard Season Three. And if even if you watched the first year or two and didn't m- like it much or whatever, you should go watch it because there's like this there's gonna be a meltdown because the world wants <laughs> wants Terry to do everything from now. Everything everywhere all at once with track now going forward. So I don't know about that. But it's awesome because like when I was trying to figure out what to do, the world kinda blew up when the enterprise ended and Paramount split awesome. and yeah, yeah, and everything I say it was like we were wandering in the desert for 12 years on the TV. And then Discovery came back, and it was hard to birth it, but then, you know, all the other strange new worlds, and the two animated, and people are like, I don't know about animated, oh, I don't know. But they each one, you know, you've got, you got an Adult Swim Star Trek over here, which is actually better than that, and you've got the kids' Star Trek, which is way better than just a kids' show. It surprises me. So we're, like, got this, I say we got this buffet of Star Trek now and all these different flavors, and you don't have to like it all. You can have your favorite, or you can eat a little bit of out of off every plate you know it's an amazing time and that's why it's cool now to do all this behind my behind the scenes world that i've always loved like the making of and then also the canon keeping like star charts is part of that but um that's everything i do now is is geared to that because i don't think i think the actors are great and people love them but they get all the attention and maybe the head writers get attention and it's getting better now with the creatives backstage but that's what i've always been about
0: well, we got a lot of stuff coming up. We just was announced the other day that they're going to be doing a couple more shows, including once a Star Trek a Starfleet Academy. What do you think about that? And what would you like to see? We're kind of getting back to the roots, it looks like, from the description of the uh, the show Optimism Hope, leaders of the Federation, future leaders, you know?
1: Yeah, well, that's what I mean, there's been a Star, I'm air quoting Starfleet Academy show, the original animated show in the 70s for Saturday morning. The first version was going to be, oh, we'll do a kids' kit, you know, like, and they're like, which you could do, but that would be too... In the 70s, back then, it would have been really... I'm mean, glad they did what they did then. And then Harv Bennett's sixth movie would have been a cadet show young with Kirk and Spock McCoy Young. But And then they they talked about it in the 90s, and people would say, oh, it's going to be Star Trek 90210. And we were all a little worried that it was going to be you know like a little too teen angsty. But I think right now is the best time to do it, and they've got the best head on it, and got new people involved, and... It's been talked about for a few years, but I think uh, it's probably going to be... They, the way they worded it, it just was announced, but the vagueness, even there, they talked about... It sounds like it's the 32nd. So the Discovery timeline, the far future, is going to be continued with, with that. But you know, it'll be kids and their professors and the their, their travails of going through school, but also in the Starfleet, you know, optimistic, high-ideal world... But also having some threats that they have to deal with that are a threat to, their, to the whole Star Trek universe at the time, the Federation at the time. So it'll be like all different levels going on. It sounds like it'll be interesting.
0: Looking forward to it as well. Let's talk about Connor Rath for just a second. What is that? And when, you, know, you had a little delay on that because of the whole situation, but what's going on with that?
1: I know, I know. Everybody said, what's going on? So, so we've like shot five, six years of – it's a documentary about um, – it, an actual event that happened in 1982 in Houston, two weeks after the Rathacon came out, this huge, biggest ever convention as far as its scope. Um, all the cast was supposed to be together, wound up not. Leonard Nimoy was not part of it, although he, did, he thought he would be, and then they told him no, which is just one of the many sagas of this thing. No, it was going to be the uh, biggest convention ever. It did not quite go according to plan. And that's why, and at the weekend, one of the fans on Sunday came up was, hey guys, we just survived the Con of Wrath, instead of the Wrath of Khan, see there, see what they did there? But there's like buttons from that weekend that say, I survived the Con." of... It's an amazing, and yet, the amazing thing is it happened, it went on, and everybody, the fans, the dealers, the actors, the original cast people, you know, it was a golden time, it was before everything got so media drenched and savvy, and So It was a little innocent. It was before social media and cell phones, and it's just a wacky story. And I was there. I was my first out-of-state con, and I wanted to tell the story, and we talked to a lot of people, had a lot of the actors in it. And gangbusters, and then about four or five years, all this other kind of exploded, kind of put it on the back burner, and we need to get it done now. We're circling back around to getting it finished. So no time frame yet, but we're working through posts I you know. look
0: forward to seeing that. Wrapping up, I got one question I wanted you to give your, your site link for everybody to find out your site is. What is the main website?
1: Oh, just Larry
0: LarryNemichek.com. Larry You've been in Trekland for a long time. You've experienced and watched and been able to access a lot of these talented people. What is the overall message you take from Star Trek for yourself? What, is it, what does it mean to you? Just, just kind of like a little phrasing up, you
1: know? Oh. Well... Um, I mean, you know, the, the futurism of Star Trek and the positive and all that. I love the the things I loved before we had terms. Now I would say the world building, how it was cohesive, and you know everything else. There's a lot of things that inspire people. People geek out on all these other franchises, from Star Wars to Marvel and these, but Star Trek is the one thing that has tried to be cohesive, sometimes does a better job of it than not. They don't reboot every three years, you know. They really try to... Because they're talking about now over three centuries in the future, and there's so many nooks and crannies that they can still... It's not just Kirk and Spock, and it's not just Picard and Data. There's places they haven't explored, and these new shows coming along... We'll we'll get into some of those corners, but I gotta say Portal forty seven has been my here's the backstage folks you know to, for fans that I know that I want to get out to them, and then our the crazy thing now that people want experiences and not souvenirs, the Trekland Treks tours we go to location sites let people design their own get with me we design it I take them around small group or whatever a big group sometimes. And give them all the backstage and let them take their pictures or cosplay but you know we go to vasquez rocks or we go to the really obscure places too and that's a whole thing that just blows people's minds now it's a whole new way to live there and you know there there's the set museum folks that have the star trek tours have the sets and
0: that's like right?
1: the right and that's awesome but if you want to go to where the Gorn fought, and that's the most obvious one, you know, and, and 18 other things, or Bronson Canyon and the Caves, where they shot, you know, there's all these, you, you, don't, you don't know until you walk in when fans go in, or they see Starfleet Academy from the next gen years, and they'll look on people's faces. It's a water, it's a sewage treatment plant, you know? But they get it, and it's like, oh my God, and it's, that's awesome, and you can't, you can't replace that unless you're there, and that's, but that's been a hoot to do the last few years, too. And bring something to that—not just the here we are, but uh, here's how they shot, and here's why they did this, and here's how it was blended into the shows, and all. Anyway, it's been—it's been a real wacky. And then media, you know—YouTube's exploded, so now I have the, the live show on Tuesday, my podcast for Roddenberry, the Trek Files, Trekland Tuesdays live, and now I do a sec—I call it Doctor Trek Second Opinion. It's awesome too. On Saturday, just a short reaction, because my the other thing on, under all this is now, especially with everything online. There's so much, if you start Googling Star Trek, you'll see 18 people doing the same thing or the same place. And I always try not to, I try not to just pile on. I try to always bring something a little different, you know, not the same old, same old. And so I hopefully everything I do, whether it's online or live in person, is is something, it's something unique. and, And going back to my, you know. Lifetime as a fan and 30 years out here working in LA with with Trek, either hands on or just adjacent and licensed things, my own stuff. And I always try to bring something like that, maybe a, I say on the Tuesday show, some sanity, clarity, and the big picture
0: in Star Trek.
1: So that's that's a bit of a challenge, but it's gotten easier because we got all this.
0: All the new Trek and crazy, like a buffet of Trek, like you said.
1: Like a buffet, yes. Hey, you're good at this, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious! absolutely pleasure talking to you. I really love all your stuff you're doing. I have to check out your website. More looks like you're doing a little bit more uh, stuff these oh, days oh, of course. Oh yeah.
1: Prodigy, my da- my granddaughter is 6 about to be 7 and so we do Cadet Alice and Dr. Trek Talk Prodigy. So even we do a little like 12 12 minute reaction show and she's adorable and is going to be a future star. But uh, I love doing that. And the kids totally awesome. you know, It's it's cool. So I and and her folks are fine as long as we keep it low key. They're fine with it, too, and we have a lot of fun, too. Very
0: cool. Larry, it's a pleasure talking to you, sir. Thank you so much. Check out LarryNimacek.com. So, Owen for Subspace Radio Network on iHeartRadio, signing off.